Hey guys, welcome to the Lauren Hour podcast with your girl Laura Dennett and Cass. I would like to take the time and let my co-host be best. Introduce yourself. What up, everyone? It's Mr. Audacity here, aka Bevaz, coming at y'all from Philly, PA. And I would like to swing it on over to my panelists below, Jazz. Your your mic is a little far. You got that closer? Yeah, I got it. Oh, I can hear my headset. Hold on. Oh, there we go. It was it was picking up your headset. Mm-hmm. That better? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Right there. Okay. Okay. Do I have to do this again? We heard. Okay. Okay. Good. No, I don't want to do it again. I'm tired. So yeah, exactly. I know who the hell I am. But continue. All right. Yep. And this is um. Yes, here. Yep. This is Dennis coming out of. From Youngstown, coming out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Thanks. So, guys, we have a very special guest today. We have Mr. Calvin Allen, and um, he is owner and operator of I Promise. And Calvin, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Muted. You're muted. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? It's your neighborhood, Cal, also known as Calvin Allen. Um, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, I'm right now residing in Colorado State. I mean, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur. I have several, um, I own several properties. I mean, well, a lot of properties. I own several companies, one being, you know, properties, credit card. I got my own credit card company. I'm going to also be in a, a car rental. I got laundry mat. So I'm like a, a real serial entrepreneur and I love business. So one of the things that I, um, you know, I want to tell the people for sure is no matter what you do, keep your head up high like a nosebleed and look, keep looking forward and stay positive no matter what. So that's just a little bit about me. And I'm pleasure to be here with four other unique people such as myself, man, to actually bring out and reach out to other people. I'm like, this actually, this is my first time being on somebody else's podcast. I actually got a podcast of my own that we had for about a year, three months now. That Shout I out your podcast that I do every Thursday. It's called CREAM, which means, you know, the acronym before they rules everything around me. We talk about credit rules, everything around me. And I teach people how credit, how credit really is. Man, they 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 both masters, right? But you gotta know how to use both of them at the same, you know, at, at different times. So I teach people how to leverage not just personal credit, but business credit. I I got I became, I ain't gonna say I'm a millionaire, but my business got millions of dollars because I understood how to leverage people's time or money through business credit. So on my show, that's what we teach. We educate people on how to buy their first real estate property, how to get an LLC, an EIN number, you know what I mean? How to establish business the right way and then get funded the right way. So it's, it's super dope. That's every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Mountain time, 5 p.m. Pacific time, and Central time, I think it's 7 p.m. Oh, you know all the time zones. You're not playing. Yeah. Everyone yeah. from every time zone going to be yeah. able to tune in. Okay. Yeah. I like I do a lot. I do a lot of this. So I mean, look, this is dope, y'all. I appreciate y'all having me on here. It's dope. Oh, we appreciate you for coming. Thank you Words. for coming. Yeah. yeah, we so appreciate I didn't hear his I didn't hear his resume and like just hearing a little bit. I gotta talk to you because yeah. I'm an IT guy, so you're gonna need one. And I, I wanna am. do my own, I wanna do my own business. So okay. Mm-hmm. 
So you guys make sure you connect. And um, Calvin, that's our boy genius over here. That's our boy genius right there. <laughs> hey, every company need one of those. Yes, every yes, company. yes. I'm going to put my LinkedIn in the chat. Okay. Okay, guys. So I have missed all of you guys. I swear to goodness. I think the last time I seen you guys is when we did the dating game. And um, for Calvin, I'm not sure if you tuned in, but last week we actually did uh, a remix to the newlywed game and Brandon garnered the name Mr. Audacity. <laughs> so yes. that is his new name, Mr. Audacity over here. Yeah, Mr. Audacity. Yeah. <laughs> and so last Saturday was so fun. It was so unique. So it is a blessing to be here with you guys again. So uh, to my peeps. I missed you guys. You know, <laughs> but anyways, let's dig right into it. So, Calvin, I have a few questions for you. Okay. And um, so you gave us a little bit of how you got started when you first started off. So my first question to you is, um, what started you on this journey to work for yourself? I am very curious about that. Um, that's a good question. For real, coming from Youngstown, right? Coming from mm -hmm. Youngstown and not really having the best of what we know we could have right right um me watching my mother and my father um have more bills and they got money and and, mm -hmm. and and honestly like and this is true y'all i'm always be real to me the streets taught me how to become an entrepreneur but it didn't teach me business so i was out in the streets that is street mentality and, and the streets really taught me how to survive right mm -hmm. so i at really the, 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 i would say the breaking stone or the beginning stone, let me put it like that. The beginning stone of me starting when to become my own entrepreneur is mm -hmm. being a father. Now the streets, the streets started me off with being a father. That was my foundation because now I understood that I got to learn how to care for other people that can't care for themselves. Right. So by me being a father before I became a full-time entrepreneur, I had to take care of my kids first. My wife was in the army. She'd been in the army for over, I think like nine years now. So I'm I'm the stay at home dad while she while she's shooting I'm shopping. You I love me? that. I so, love so that. She was overseas, and I took I took my, my 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 my. Let me put it like this: I took my passion, but different product, right? I took the same passion mm -hmm. of me wanting to become something, and I just changed the product, and I started looking into like you know having my own because I had felonies and things back then. I never went to jail, but they were just trying to catch me up on stuff. So you know. When you got stuff like that, they still try to hold that over your head. So when we mm. moved to Colorado back in 2012, we moved to Colorado. They didn't want to fly. They didn't want to, you know, let me stay in houses. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I told myself, I would now, I would never allow nobody else to have something over my head yeah. where I can't move with freedom. So I, I started my entrepreneurship then. I love your answers. Um, there was two things that stood out the most to me. Um, that you supported your wife while she was in the army. You said while she was out there shooting, you were out shopping. And I love that you were man enough to take on the role the role of stay-at-home dad and you didn't have any pride that stepped in the way of that. I love that, number one. And um, let's, let's thank your wife for her service. We appreciate her. Yep. We also have a former Marine here, um, B-Bass. Thank you for your service also. Um, support our troops. Always support our troops. Yep. I got a follow up though um, to that question that you asked. Oh, go ahead. So, for you, Calvin, the, the follow up, immediate follow up to that question is would you say the streets taught you how to read people better? 
Yes, yes. That's what makes good businessmen. That's my my negotiation came from the streets because I knew in the streets it was either you do or you die. You know what I'm saying? You do or you die. Like so, because if you don't, you die. So it's like I had to understand how to, like you said, read people. I knew this was a snake over here. I knew this was a snitch over here. I knew he was a real doughboy. Mm-hmm. I knew he was about his business. And as I started reading people, once I got into the business, right? Because it's the same thing to me. I got into the business. I know how to read what type of people is what, who really about business, who really about bullshit. Mm-hmm. I know how to separate that. You about business, you about bullshit. I ain't fuck with you because you a bullshitter. You see what I'm saying? I want to fuck with people in business. In the streets, I like I told you, I never went to jail, y'all. I never went to jail because I operated the streets like a business. Mm-hmm. Like I I was never seeing you and you ain't, y'all would never, like, this would never be told if I would have never said it. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yep. that's it's how I secret. feel like, that, yeah, that's how I feel like I want to talk now because now I got something to say and it's legal. <laughs> I couldn't right. talk how I moved in the streets. That's illegal. I ain't about to incriminate myself. Right. Like, that ain't what I do. Like, the people I really looked up to was mafia people. So I see right. how they understand family and business. So mm-hmm. I always took that and I said, you know what? Instead of me, I came out of the streets, so I survived that. Now God let me create. And I feel mm-hmm. like back in the day, the streets taught me how to not just read people, but learn how to survive. Right. So the streets. So so the lesson here is the streets can be your playground, but it doesn't have to be your home. If you take and you make smart business investments with whatever you're doing in those streets, that no longer is your home. That is your playground. And once you grow up, guess what you do? You abandon the playground. So I I so love that um, that you uh, you said that. And um, I hope someone out there is going to take that. And they're going to take that step and journey in believing themselves and start creating something for themselves. Um, another thing that you had said, um, you said that you found it hard for you to rent because of your, your prior history. And um, I think there's a lot of people out there now who finds it hard for them to get jobs in homes like yourself, just from, from little minor things, things that may not have been even major. And I love how you maneuver around that. So I wanted to give you kudos on that. Um, did anyone else have a question for Calvin before I'm going to the next one? Uh, just, just a couple of things to say. Um, much res- I just want to say much respect to that uh, transformation and, you know, moving on uh, to something better with the knowledge you obtained from, you know, uh, past things that you were doing. I was going to say your story. I mean, I think I've spoken this before, like Jay-Z, for example, like he never shares the story that like, because you got to remember, like in the United States, like pharmaceutical companies, like they're literally like like hooking people on drugs and then you have banks that are ripping people um, off you know ripping people off of um you know money uh but when it comes to us you know just selling just say weed or just little minor things that don't even hurt people um you know they lock us up but the biggest issue that i had in like the past speaking to people like unlike what you did people they continue in it they they do it their whole life they don't really look to to save and and invest in mm-hmm. something legit. That way, when they invest in that legit business and they get out the game, then ultimately they have nothing. To, they don't have to look look you know look look out for the cops, look out for whatever. Yeah, so I think that I think that story, your story. I don't know if you already do it on your podcast, but it definitely like that story needs to be on YouTube because there there are people, young kids. Well, it is like, now. It is now. That, okay, got to say, there's young kids that are doing that, that, you know, say two, three years of doing that, save up, you know, figure a hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000 and do what you do, which is the real estate, 
um, you know, open up a McDonald's, you know, whatever, yeah. instead of just blowing it at strip clubs and, and things like that. So I think definitely your story, you know, hopefully you work with Laura and you get it on YouTube. But I know because yeah. you're the first one that actually um, gave that story and it, you know, it, it motivated me. Because, you know, I made mistakes, but I didn't do the right things financially. But if I would have, you know, heard your story years ago, I might have thought, you know what? Why am I blowing money on stupid things when I can go and buy, buy, you know, real estate, you know, get into a, a business, whatever such. So, yeah, that's all I had to add to that. Much respect to that. You know, that's that story. Jazz, and, jazz um, got your come up. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Thank you. So, Thanks. um question like i know you said that you have moved to colorado and then you know that's when everything started you know with your entrepreneurship was that the plan or like do you feel like youngstown's so small-minded where you won't be able to get the entrepreneurship you know i mean okay keep them coming y'all this is what i love so because i never get a chance to really tell my story besides the people that's around me so yes that was the plan one, one thing with me is i'm calculated from, from a young age, I've been calculated. Um, if you know me from back in the streets, my name is Ruta, R-O-O-T, right? R-O-O-T-A. So let, let's look at it, right? I, I'm very, like, the way I think, it was always different. That's what I told you. I move in the streets like a business. So root is the beginning, right? That's what people mm -hmm. don't see. That's what you don't see. They see the fruit, right? But they don't see the root. So one of the things I did was I calculated. So me and my wife, I've been with her for about 20 years, right? We've been together Ooh, for over 20 right. years. We've been married for 12. She's been in the army for nine. The plan was because I can't get us out of the streets, I can't get us from out of the state. Let's 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 go ahead and let me encourage you to what you want to do. Let me support right. what you want to do. She said, I, I go to the army, that's gonna get us out of the hood. I said, Okay, let's do that. We had our first baby. I said, okay, God, I know how to move different. I, I can't be doing the street stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got to at least let this go. I, I didn't, though. You know what I'm saying? And we might get to that. I didn't, though, right? But I still I had that plan. So my wife got in the military November 12th, uh, 2011, right? November 12th, 2011. She joined the Army. She she left. You know how it is, King. She left, got the boot camp, did her whole little thing. So to answer your question, Queen, Yes, we. I planned that. I didn't plan to come to Colorado, none of that. We planned. If I can't get us out of the situation, then two together. One of the things I heard when I was a young kid is, if you want to travel fast, you travel alone. But if you want to travel far, you travel with somebody else. So my thing was, I'm moving fast, but I, I didn't move correctly. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you know what? Babe, I need you to take care of this because you're going to get us out of a situation I can't. Like my wife ain't never been in no trouble. Graduated from college, did her thing. So you you better than me. I don't. I look. I look. I, I'm not afraid to admit that you better than me. You take us where I can't take us right now. And once once God allowed me to get my mind right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm as a man, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. It took man, y'all. It took me at least seven years. I didn't think I was gonna be able to make it out. No, none of that. I mean, you gotta think. Coming from a place from Ohio, right? To Colorado, I didn't have no family out here. I don't know nobody out here mm -hmm. at that time. So I had to man up. I couldn't quit on my kids. I couldn't quit on my vision. I said, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but you know what, God, I ain't gotta be great to start. I just gotta start to be great. So it was a plan, Queen. We planned it. I couldn't do it. So you got can you do it? And when she did it, God like really literally moved. That's why relationships to me is so important because mm -hmm. it's more powerful than money. Why? Because now we was able to communicate. And plan this thing. I tell people the number one thing in wealth, wealth to me, y'all, is not an amount. It's a plan. Mm. It's a commitment. 
I plant this stuff. I didn't get wealthy because I was lucky. I didn't get wealthy because I just stumbled over some money. I don't got parents like that. Right. We, me and my wife, we plant this stuff. Mm-hmm. Day one, we, we, we rooted it. And from day one, I realized that the day that you plant a seed is not the same day you're going to reap a harvest. So I said, in due time, we're going to reap our harvest. Just let me be a man, Lord. Let me stand 10 toes down and be a man. When she went overseas for a whole year, I had to figure out how to raise two kids at that time. You see what I'm saying? A three-year-old and a four-year-old. And I did that. Yeah. And um, you said something You said something else to me that resonated. Um, you said um, she's better than me. I think you take it her being better than you um wrong you guys are evenly yoked you guys are evenly mm-hmm. yoked so what you lacked she had yeah. and what she lacked you had so you both were able to support each other with each one's different views like me and b always say i say b man you got the brain and he says you know what you're creative so we go well together especially when it comes to like this co-hosting thing Oh, so yeah. You guys are definitely evenly yoked, and I love that. That is so dope. And um, so on to my next question. So my next question was, was this journey scary for you to um, take on your, your own, basically? Well, you basically said you didn't take on your own. So now I know this was a journey that you and your wife took together. Was it scary when you guys set out to be um, financially stable and to create your own? Yeah, it, it, it was scary because... It was something that I, I never was taught. It wasn't a learned behavior for me. It wasn't something that was shown to me, right? So for me, I, I had money from the streets, but that's a different type of money. Right. There's, I think you said some earlier too, though, like, right? No matter what you're selling, no matter what you're selling, you always have what we call in the streets a paranoia. So you always looking over your shoulders thinking the cops going to get you, the, 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 you know, the jack boys going to get you. So you got to move swiftly and with cautious, right? So so me, me knowing that, I'm like, well... It's hard for me to try to transition to get the money I was getting in, in, in something that I don't know nothing about. I knew the streets. Like, nobody did. I watched people in the streets, so I knew how to go to make some money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to transition to wear that business suit, to have that vocabulary, to get me into these offices, to get me into these banks, to get me a loan. Hood credit ain't going to give you no loan, y'all. You see what nope. I'm saying? Sure so not. things I had to do, I had to adapt to change. Adapt to change. So, yes, it was scary. But I'm gonna ask you this though. I'm gonna ask all y'all this and even everybody watching. What's so curious that you not trying that you fail 100 that's how I would think. Like it's right. scary, but I know I can be successful. And I think that was my, my biggest fear was was my own success. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I can concur with that. I definitely concur with that. Yeah, at one at one point it was family members because I and I think you about to add, you about to probably ask me this question, but I think at one point my family members and all that they they didn't support me. They ain't believe what I was doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they didn't know that side of me because they seen another side of me. So they weren't used to this side. Like, oh no, he not gonna make this work. You know what I mean? Or like, you can't do this. And I'm like They're doubting you. Yeah, yeah, doubting me. And my thing was they ain't doubting the person. You know what I mean? And so I never was afraid to move because of that. So people never could stop me. In my mind, I was going to do it anyway. But my biggest fear was me. Because I feel like the moment I got better, I knew I had to adjust and outgrow my people that was around me. And the people in Youngstown, now they see it. And I already knew. The first thing I knew, I'm like, these people want me to do good. They don't want me to do better than them. And then once I start doing better than them and I move, 
they like, oh, yeah, he ain't coming back. So he ain't like our friend, or our helper, our savior. And I ain't saying I'm my savior. at you. Yeah. And you know what? Um, sometimes I also think it is that they, it's not that they don't want you to do better than you, some of them. I think it's sometimes when you, do, of them. when you do better than what people thought you could do, it makes them face themselves. Because then they have to come to a realization of what am I doing? What am I doing? And sometimes people don't like to look in the mirror and say, can you do better? And I think sometimes that's the issue, too. That's why I feel like a lot of people are still in Youngstown because they know that they can't do better. Because, I mean, there's this big old big ass world that you can be in and you choose to stay in little small ass Youngstown. Like It's fair. I mean, don't That's get me it. wrong. Like once upon a time, I felt like that too. But then one day, I'm just like, okay, I don't want to be in Youngstown for the rest of my mm -hmm. life, and I'm gonna leave. And that's exactly what the hell I did. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I got I follow think, up. Okay. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dennis, and then I got to follow up. Uh, no, yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead do your thing, and then I'm gonna follow up. Yeah, okay. Go okay I was just no, I was just gonna add. Like, um, I think it's the, it's, I think it's our culture too, somewhat, because if you think about it, especially in Youngstown. When you're when you're doing positive things, people don't really want to celebrate and cheer you on. And even with um, the opposite sex, you know, women don't really want you as much. But then on the other side, if you're doing bad things, if you're like like bottom of the barrel, um, you know, doing the things that you shouldn't be doing, then you get all the love and people want to like try to boost you up and, 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 and hype you up. So, I mean, that is a that might just be a Youngstown mentality. But I know yes. when I when I left and moved to moved to Vegas because when I was doing my thing um you know I, I was getting I wasn't really getting as much celebration as prior when I was just literally just just scrapping by just making it so I think people like if you're not popping they don't give a fuck about you but when you mm -hmm. popping they care about you they tell you your kids is cute when they ugly all that don't get me started let me shut up I'm sorry Girl, <laughs> That's You're right. There be some ball. There be some ball headed babies. Some no, horrible no. little ugly ass babies. Y'all just be like, "Oh, they so cute because they mama's popular." No, like, no, ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. No, no, ma bless, bless they hard, but all babies are beautiful though. Girl, but uh, never mind. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys, be nice. All right, Calvin, <laughs> I got this one for you, man. So, as as you were talking, um, it just popped in my head. You're talking about how you had to leave people behind when you when you got more successful. Would you say as you got successful, you started realizing the people you were around, they weren't good for you. And you had to find better circle of friends because those people that I realized that when I was in a certain situation and uh, and I noticed that the circle of friends I had weren't good for me, I kind of like had to like break ties with them. Don't mean I don't like them. It's just that their thought process didn't follow mine. So the circle of friends got smaller. So would that be the same for you? Did your circle of friends get smaller? Did you have to move away from them because they didn't have the same mindset at you as you, you know, what do you say to that? Um, so yeah, my circle of friends most definitely got smaller. I didn't move away from them because of that at that moment, right? I moved away because I knew I wanted to have something better for myself and my family that I knew I was creating, you know what I mean? That God allowed me to create a, a fresh wife, a fresh baby boy. Why stay here? You know what I'm saying? Like, why stay here to have them see the same mess I seen? And then it's going to be harder for me to get them out. So my intentions was pure for me to get out. Once I left, 
how I knew that these people weren't my friends like that is because the connection went away. You know what I mean? Like nobody calling, nobody checking up on me, nobody doing this, nobody doing that. And I'm 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 so like I'm so loving. I'm always calling and praying and checking up on somebody. See how everybody doing. I see the same love wasn't reciprocated. So from there, I just was like, you know what? This is this is the new path I picked. They not married for one. For one, out of everybody I hung around, I'm the only, literally the only. That one, that two, I'm the only one that's married. You see what I'm saying? I'm the only one that said, you know what? What's separated from me and everybody else is discipline. I was disciplined and I understood, like, I, I got to take care of my responsibility. So, yes, King, that's what it was. Like, um, my mindset started outweighing myself, right? right. Once I start out thinking what I used to think, I moved from them. And then I'm looking at them like, yo, y'all still doing the exact same. Like, to, I could come down there tomorrow and still see the exact same people doing the exact same thing. They just got on something else different. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They got them yep. different. Like, and when I said moving away, I didn't mean like in a physical sense. I meant okay. more of a philo- uh, philosophical, like metaphorical sense. So it's like you you could, guys could be in the same, like literally street. When you move away, it's kind of like my priorities and my focus are not towards you, a- buddy. Like, yeah, I'll see you in the street. I'll say hi. I'll, you know, I'll have a conversation with you two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going to dinner with, it ain't going to be with you. And we're not going to have the same conversations when we go to dinner. Like, you know, you don't talk right. business politics with them. They're going to say, oh, you know, I banged these three hoes or I, yeah. oh, I threw I threw a 40 at this guy's head because he looked at me wrong. Yeah. You're like, you're stupid for fighting up for something so dumb. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of like what I mean. It's like conversations change. We always kept going back to that same conversation that we had in the past. So my thing was I couldn't live in the past. I right. want to face my future now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm flipped it. Like I'm right. in the past, and you want to you want to talk about what we did when we was in the seventh eighth grade, right? And oh, you, I still do. <laughs> so we, talk, we talk about our good times. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good times. yeah um, But that's so different because you yeah. know we all are at a different stage in our life, and we're all yeah. progressing. So that's so different. Um, but you know what, Calvin? I love uh, that you said, well, both you and B, like you guys were basically at different positions in life. And you said your friend was staying where they were at while you were trying to elevate. And sometimes you have to leave, unfortunately, people that you care about right where they stand because they'll try to be the anchor to hold you down from progression. So um, me and um, my brother, Aaron, we had a show and we did. It was called Dear Yesterday. And so basically what we did was we addressed the things of yesterday that we no longer had control of. Mm-hmm. So sometimes those people are in yesterday. They, 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 my dear yesterday letter. It's like a dear John, a dear, my dear yesterday. And um, I had a dream, like I, it was a reoccurring dream, which was so crazy is I will always have a fear of being at a certain person's house while I was in Youngstown and we'd be on their porch and they were all doing the same thing. It was just kicking it you know, congregating, no one's really trying to go to work or anything. And I'm sitting on the porch with them and my soul felt heavy. My soul felt wore down. And all I, all I knew was I wanted to be away from there. I wanted to be away from there. And that feeling was so horrible that I have a fear of going back to Youngstown. When I go to Youngstown, I have anxiety attacks because it, it, it just feels like not a lot has changed for a lot of people that I know. And it's not saying that they're bad people, it's just I don't know how to be the person to encourage them because you try to do positive things and create things so that they can be like, hey, if she did it, I can do it too. Or if he did it, I can do it too. 
And um, yep. sometimes people don't um, reciprocate that. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, progress a little bit. And so I, I kind of got anxiety going there. Like, I don't want to be around them. I love them, but I can't do it because it just, your spirit just didn't agree with theirs, you know? And unfortunately. And but think about it. If I'm not mistaken, all five of us on here stayed in Youngstown. I don't know we from Youngstown. We stayed in Youngstown, right? But watch this. All five of us don't even stay there no more. We don't. None of us do. So, and look, we all organically got on here and we don't even stay there no more. So right. it's a mindset that once you get out, you escape. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think you said it, Jazz. You got out and you you made it up in your mind. Like, fuck it. And when you that fuck it, now look at you. You probably way better off mentality yeah. thinking, everything yeah. like your whole thinking. Because one thing I learned in the streets, y'all, is I never sold where I stayed at. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about like I had commandments. Yeah, I ain't had fiends. I had big boys that was buying stuff off of me, and that was it. Nobody knew about them. But my thing was be regular at home, but be the best person out of state. So when I was going to Philly, right? When I was going to PA, when I was going to New York, when I was going to different states, mm -hmm. I was demanding different states because I ain't gotta stay there and I got a lot of money out of there. But when I came home, I'm a regular little, I'm a regular little Joe. Well, I work a nine to five. You see what I'm saying? I I do air, I airbrush. I do clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a regular dude. And that's how I always kept it. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why I feel like the way I moved, like I said, even from there, my people moved different. They wanted to stay. Like, some of them I used to hear verbatimly, I want to do this all my life. Soon as they said that, immediately, like how you felt, how you felt over in that dream, you knew you couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing they did, King. When you got out of your mother's belly, what did they do? They cut their the belly apart. Mm -hmm. So you're not attached. I had, to I had to disconnect myself from them. And from there, I used to tell myself, I need to upgrade my circle. Right. Know who I can count on, know who I can count out. I can't count on y'all. So I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so let me say this too, because you know what? I'm not going to um, condemn Youngstown, act like it's yeah. just such a horrible place. Youngstown isn't a place for me. But there are a yeah. lot of people who are still in Youngstown who can make an impact. And I it support those. It is a horrible place. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, not, not, it's not a horrible place. I the remember why. The problem is Youngstown need more people to show up. It needs more caring folks. It needs pretty people that care. Like, yeah. what if we're just five people, but we need like, 10 to 15,000 mm -hmm. to have that. Yeah. Like we need to have our numbers increase like yeah. by that many fold. Yeah. And then those people are gone because they saw the problem and right. they left. You know, it's like that big also, of people that left. Right. We also need to change the mindset of people because <clears throat> when, like Jazz said, it's a popularity thing. You mm -hmm. cannot have progression by just going for the person who had the swaggiest clothes back in the day or all the holes as somebody, I think Dennis said back in the day, we have to put people up there that we think are the cornballs. Cause usually it's the cornballs who care the most. Usually it's the people who you look past who are in position. They're in position to help the city, but people will overlook them because they do not align with the stereotypes of Youngstown. And the stereotype of Youngstown is you have to be associated with this person to be popping, or you have to you 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 have to be somebody, right. you know. And it's just like sometimes you have somebody ri rise out of the ashes that you just never knew, and they will come and set that city ablaze, and they could be the change that the city needs. But how could you know that if you don't take the change? I mean, the chance on Joe Nobody. Yeah. 
You understand? Because sometimes Joe, nobody knows more than you know. And then the person who is popular or the person who is more known than some people, because some, some people just, they're so set in their ways yeah. that they're not open to change. So change has to come to young sound. Yeah, and it's definitely the mindset. Sense. I mean, let me let me add let me add this to Youngstown. Like an easy solution that um would change Youngstown ultimately, and it's never gonna happen. No time Just soon. Burn it down. We, we have to. We, have to, no, not my city. we need. No, it's not that. We need. We need a big company no, yeah. to move in and open up shop because the problem you face is you have too many men creating single mothers because of the fact that they're not. It's hard. I mean, sorry, sorry to pivot on the single mothers. But I'm just saying it's hard. We know this. I mean, you, we we know that it's hard to it's, it's hard for men. That. I mean, that's the biggest issue because men no, when Youngstown has more than when that, Youngstown just, hear me out when Youngstown had the steel mills and when we had factories and big companies that were paying people twenty mm -hmm. plus an hour, men <laughs> stuck around, and you didn't have as many women having kids without. I mean, I can see your point involved. with that. You have more two parent households. All you guys are married. It ain't a coincidence. All no. you guys are married. Married. I'm twice married divorced. People. Don't you? Dude. Yes, but yes, but you're. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Statistically speaking, people married people do the best when it comes to kids, education, mm -hmm. and income. And the problem you face in Youngstown is women. They turn 21, 22. They had a first baby, and then it's a struggle. That you we have too many kids being. We have too many families being created without enough income, and that's what Youngstown. Youngstown need more twenty dollar hour jobs. Until well, hang, hang moves to Youngstown, hang on, Dennis. Youngstown's let me, through. let me, uh, not, okay. we're not going to deter this at all, but let me, Youngstown, I remember Youngstown, my memory of Youngstown was such a positive one. And when I went back in 2015, what I saw completely like shocked me to the core, like my neighborhood that I grew up on Ravenwood, I grew up on the yeah. West Ravenwood. So I was near Finley. I was by Mill Creek Park right down the street from me. I could just ride my bike right there. Mm -hmm. And it was just like abandoned. The little railroad tracks that you could Sheridan, it was shut all the way down. Yeah, it was gone. Like yep. Philadelphia, the railroad tracks on Philadelphia Locked that you can off. go, they blocked it off. Mm -hmm. I never been scared in Youngstown until I saw a group of dudes walking down the street, just on the street. They weren't on the sidewalk. They were just lined up together. Like a purge. And I said, fuck you, I'm out. And well, I never well, had well, that wait feeling. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The minute no, I got we, that we, feeling, we I was rode out. that deep back in the day. And when we were young, no, it would be midnight. We rode no, deep. But, but the thing is, we didn't roll like that. You know, these guys literally were just there to cause a problem. Mm -hmm. And I was on their block. So mm -hmm. I got the hell out of Dodge because that's Hilltop. And Hilltop took over my block. That I grew up on, and I was really upset. So I, I went. You know, the thing is, it's just not. It's just not Youngstown being with the single mothers thing. It's the right. policies of the government, man. It's it's the fact that they closed the steel mills. It's the fact that they closed the steel mills. They had no reason to shut them down. They they were just they were doing well, numbers. Well, the companies were outsourcing overseas. Yeah, yeah. They, that's yeah, when Democrats they did that deal. That yeah, that's when um, it was right after Clinton did the end. Uh, that was before. That was before Clinton. What's it called? The NAFTA. The steel mills were NAFTA, closed. Right. The steel mills were closed before Clinton. 
No, it, it was. wasn't. Democrat, it was right after they NAFTA. They were too. They were closed while Bush right. was in office. No, no, they closed. My father when used Clinton to was in mill. office. I know. My grandpa did too. No, I they closed the steel Clinton. mill in in two thousand. Clinton was still no, in office. It was no, not no, no steel mill in two thousand. No, it wasn't. No, no, there, there is one steel mill open, but it's not. I'm talking room. about when it's you ride, the- when you ride, do up, not uptown, but downtown Youngstown. All of those uh, old warehouses were the steel mills. Yeah, those yeah. have yeah. been shut down since we were kids. No, but here's here's yeah, here's what I'm the saying, situation. In 2000. That was no, not no, 2000. No, no, I was in high school. No, no, when those was closed down. We was literally at Sheridan. That they end up closing down Southside That's Hospital. Like early my auntie, my auntie worked at Southside Hospital. See, I don't know if I you can. guys remember that. We had we had Northside Hospital, we had Southside Hospital, and that's before Beagles ever came along. We had St. Elizabeth's, um, we had uh St. Joseph's, um, and that's when all of that stuff was shut down already. And I remember hearing my aunt and oh, uncle that was that. around uh, like because my uncle no, had passed away at Southside Hospital, and that was in '95. And I think right after he passed away, that's when they closed it because it used to be in the no, building. I used to stand in the lobby waiting for her to get off of work. When yeah. I burned my foot, I was like, I want to say maybe I was ten when I had spilled grease on my foot. I had to go to the emergency room at Southside Hospital. I was going to Cleveland Elementary. That's before I even came to Sheridan. I know that for a fact. Not what it, but here's the thing. Well, that was the '90s. What? Right. Here's the thing. The biggest, the biggest thing that messed up though Youngstown was when Democrats got rid of the, the crackdown on the mob in Youngstown, and then because the mob had mob had the steel mills on lockdown, and then when the mob they got the rid mob, of the, mob the mob did play a part. They did have it on lockdown. No, I will give but, you that. Yeah. So, so, so when the mob they got rid of them, rid of them, um, the mob then, I mean, um, the steel mills were able to outsource overseas, but then they kept they got steel mills still open in Youngstown now. But they only pay seventeen okay. dollars. Let's say this for a different yep. show, guys. We it's have a guest. Let's be going interviewing Calvin because this yeah. was. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm smooth. <laughs> we will get into debating real quick. We care here. about Youngstown, Calvin. We care. <laughs> no, no, I, I most certainly care about it. That's why I got so many properties down there, just yep. because I want to give back. I don't got to be there for me to for me to produce yep. properly, right? Right. So, right. Sir. Yes, sir. What's okay, so you're an answer. You're an answer to one question about your support system. You hit. You went hit. It did that for me. So, um, oh, okay, yeah. So I'm actually. It's probably going to tie into um, the part about your support system. But I wanted to know what was the hardest part about your journey, um, other than maybe not having the full support. I would say. I would say me knowing discipline and time. Mm. Me, me, me staying disciplined. Right. It's easy to, to be say you discipline. Mm-hmm. They discipline y'all like I could have been I could have been a whoremonger, right? My wife gone. Um, I could have been out in the streets. I could have I could have channeled that same emotion to go to go fuck bitches, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if that was my attitude that I came from myself to fuck, go fuck bitches. Nah, my wife overseas for a whole year. I, I'm celebrating. I gotta figure this out. I got two I'm, kids. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry when you said that. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about killmonger. I was like, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was like, "What the fuck? I gotta do with anything?" I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I would say my my discipline was the was the was the hardest thing, mm-hmm. and, and and then time because now the discipline of it all, right, mm-hmm. is putting in the time, right, and that's right. what a lot of people don't want to do. They don't want to put in the time to actually try to figure out what's what they need to do to get better to go to that next step. So me leaving, I'm like, now I gotta put in the time. So it's like I had to force myself to do it. But right. at, the, at the same time, that was super scary for me to do because it was something that was that was not the ordinary. You know what I mean? It was the unknown. Right. 
That I mean, I I totally get that. Can anyone? Because I'm always going first and giving my input. Um, anybody else want to um jump in on what he said? Oh, as far as um, him, yeah, go ahead, Jess, because you don't got much. Uh, no. Yeah, I know you're yeah, I, was, you I can definitely yeah. agree more than anything. Like I said, discipline is the big thing. Because like when I left for a while, I left from Youngstown first, went to Alabama, then came to Atlanta. And it was like having to do the discipline to make sure that I did the right thing was that shit was hard because it's like the last thing I want to do is not have the discipline and in my ass back up in Youngstown and be mad. So it's like, yeah, like I can definitely agree. Like when I say it was hard, it was hard. And it's like, when you do it, it's like, unfortunately you got to cut out friends, family, you know, anything that could really derive your focus from the discipline. So that's all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah, Miss Jazz is so tired. So um, real quick, I want to acknowledge her because um, not too many women can do what she does. Jazz is a full-time mommy. Jazz works hard. Jazz is a wife. She cooks dinner. She cleans. She does it all. She slays, okay? So I want to give you your roses right now, girlfriend. And I know you are so tired. And uh, whenever you need to step out, baby girl, you get you some sleep, you go ahead and do it because we appreciate you. I'll do that now because 6 a.m. is going to be. Yes, go ahead, girlfriend. Get you some rest, baby girl. I shall. Thank you, Jazz. Catch you later. later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we appreciate Jazz. So um, I forgot who was that. Did anyone else have um, a question for him? That will just real quick. Just real quick, I'll, I'll say, do you think, like, when it comes to the discipline, do you think, um, did you rely on anybody in Youngstown, or did you always, like, do it on your own? No, I didn't rely on nobody in Youngstown. That's how it's got truth, and I, I stand on that. Because if I relied on any, if I would, would have relied on anybody in Youngstown, I'd have been back in Youngstown. You see what I'm saying? So I so wholeheartedly had to rely on the focus of, of, of of my focus and, and the word of God, bro. Like all jokes aside, like my mom used to always tell me these three things, right? She said, if you do these three things, I promise you, you will go far in life. She said, put God first, have a positive attitude and respect one another. I did that all my days here on this earth, bro. Every single day I put God first. I respected one another and had a positive attitude no matter where I was at. So when I left, you got to think I left, right? I didn't leave to go on and go back. So it's like I couldn't, I, I didn't rely on nobody. I ain't had nobody, bro. You see what I'm saying? That I could rely on that was a good yeah. role model, a positive role model that I'm like, yo, I can look up to. And I'm like, nah, I done went back to Youngstown one day or another and been staying there. I ain't stayed in Youngstown since 2012, bro. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I think that's part of discipline. Like a lot of people in Youngstown, I know I'm guilty of that a couple of times. We, and not even just Youngstown, like just, we rely on we rely on people your hometown we rely on people it might be a mom it might be a friend it might be a brother we we have somebody we rely on and then it'll cause us to like when we're not when it's not working out in a different place try to fall back hey i need some help and i think not having anybody to rely on would help you know a lot of people you know get over that hump well, yeah, some, sometimes some people, the people who are unmotivated, they maybe need yeah. a swift kick in the behind. But I think that is very important that people have support systems. Um, 
unfortunately, um, not everyone is blessed with a support system. I want to say when I first transitioned down here to North Carolina, my husband and myself, we had my in-laws. They were my biggest support system. Now, my mother, she was my emotional support system. She couldn't help financially at all. And that was okay because I know my mom's on a fixed income. But other than that, I didn't have no support from no one else in my family. I moved and it was like, they're like, who? <laughs> and it was, and it hurt it at first, but I had I had to come to realization that you know uh, people change, people change, and you know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I had to learn to become okay with that. And I love that I was put in a situation to sink or swim, and I've been down here for 12 plus years right. with no family, no family. <laughs> no family I ain't got no family down here. I have no family still. No, no child. They barely want to. They barely want to visit. And anybody that visit, I pay for them to come down. Here. Right. Word so, up. I I could tell you right now, my mom. My dad came, my mother-in-law. Nobody else has never came. Well, my brother. My, my mother is the only person who came to visit me. And, and he's probably 15. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? So that's how, why would I go? Why would I rely on somebody when you can't even come work? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll fly you out there. You ain't, you ain't got to, I got the dough to fly you. Right. Like you, and, and we go that far because we love people. Yeah, and we're we like, you. listen, I just want to see you. Yeah. I'll go half for your ticket or I will pay for your ticket. Yeah. And it's just, you know what? I can't get the time off of and it's just like, but let let little nappy headed Shanae ask you to go turn up in Vegas, the little bald headed bald yeah, and I see so many behind that, jump on the plane. Yeah, I see so many people do that. So my thing is, I never turned my back on them. I I, I paid attention to it. I just mm -hmm. kept bossing up, y'all. I just kept bossing up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, because I knew what I was going to what I what I carry is timeless. So I ain't in a rush for nothing. I know right. I can come back now, and I own so many properties and so many things. That I don't know how. I can come back and do what I want to do properly. I look at Ohio, y'all, while y'all was doing all that talking. I look at Ohio like, like I call, I will call this the LeBron James theory, right? The LeBron mm -hmm. James theory. We all know he's from Akron, right? He's from Ohio. Mm -hmm. But he got drafted where? Straight from high school to where? Cleveland. He stayed with mm -hmm. Cleveland several years, made it to a, you know, playoffs and stuff like that, but he never won. Mm -hmm. What did LeBron do? He left the state, went yes. somewhere else. Got around a whole group of people, won championships, right? Mm -hmm. Once he won championships, what did he do? He got people to come back to the state he was from to do mm -hmm. what? To win, just to yeah. leave again. He did his job. You see right. what I'm saying? That's how I look at it right? as y'all was talking. What we got to do is we all left Youngstown. We built something. We built something. And we, when, we, when we go back to Youngstown, we're not going back looking at the past. We're going back with a present. You know right. A present. Us with the gift of knowing that we're coming to change some things in Youngstown. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what LeBron did. He took a, a, a city right on his back that never won deadly crap. But he had to win first out of state to come back in state to win. And that's how I look at it. I had to lead the state. We had to lead the state to really win, get our stuff together. So now I could go back to Ohio and I could bring up a community of people because now I got ownership in what I do now. You right. Like he did. I love that. I love that. So um, I have two more questions for you. And then we're we going to um, probably wrap it up. Actually, I have one fan mail. I just want to address one letter because we have not addressed fan mail. Okay. So um, another question I would have for you is, would you do anything differently? And if you could do something differently, what would that be? Um. I know, I know, you know, you always hear people say no. And I would I, I would say no, I wouldn't do nothing differently because it literally made me who I am. 
But if I can, let's say, all right, you got to pick one. I will probably pick the way that I. Yes, I would. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't deal with the people I deal with so wholeheartedly like I did, because mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like my success would have came a whole lot differently, and I waited on people for too long, and then I really realized yeah. that I wasn't saving them. I was drowning myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I was. My mindset is to save them, but at the same time, I was drowning myself. So I would. I wouldn't do that no more. Right. I wouldn't do yeah. that no more to certain people. Other than that, I keep it moving like how God let me move. And in that movement, I was able to see a whole new different, you know, vision to actually be clarity to me. So, okay, I respect that answer. Okay, last but not least. All right. What message would you like to give to people who may not think they can start their own journey to wealth? Most definitely put God first, have a positive attitude and respect one another. And I feel like if you can take these two things, these two things I will tell people right now that don't think that they can't start their business and they like having trouble to do it is um is understand time, right? Understand time and understand like having a plan, right? Don't be afraid to try something, even though you may think that you're supposed to have fans, right? Your family is not going to be your friend, your fans, right? Your family is just going to be your family. But what you got to do is you got to believe more for the both of you. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by you is the old you and the new you, right? You got to believe for the old you and the new you. For the, for, for the, and I, I say the new you is because you're going to change. So you got to believe hard enough to where it's like you can't allow nobody. And I tell this to two people. I mean, I tell this to people all over the world. Two things. Number one thing is get out of your emotion. Right. In business, you can't have an emotion in business. Right. So if you want to start a business, the first thing you got to do is learn how to control your emotions. If you don't know how to control your emotions, you're going to lose. I'm telling you, you're going to lose. And the second thing is understand relationships. Right. Build relationships. Once I got out of my emotions, because I mean, I still deal with it. Right. I got out of my emotions. I had to I had to learn. I can't take this personally. This mm-hmm. is a business. I got to think, eat, sleep business. Like 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 Jay-Z said, this is a business, man. I'm a businessman. I had to, I had to literally start thinking business. Once I did that, then what I started doing was start relating and building relationships with other people that I knew was was better than me at the time. You see what I'm saying? Was more educated than me, right. had more experience than me. You know what I mean? And from there, I wasn't afraid to go and ask questions. So right. number one, take out your emotions. Learn how to control your emotions. You got emotions for a reason, but learn how to control them. This is straight business. Separate business and personal. And then number two is, without a shadow of a doubt, learn how to build relationships, y'all. To me, that's that's the, that's the number one thing. Once you learn how to build relationships, you'll start seeing opportunities, and you can turn opportunities into money. You'll start seeing resources. you start having resources. You turn resources into money, right? you start having what we call... Uh, a, a communication right because now even right now i can get off the phone and understand i got value from this i can go and go tell my kids that i could get this to my kids so anything that don't bring you value don't waste your time i love that yo i love that that was so dope yo that yo you went out with a bang right there i love that <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, sure. yep Yo, you, you dropped so much knowledge. And you know what? Um, keeping your emotions in check, especially with business. I love that you said that. Because I remember one time I was on edge and I had to call my homeboy D over here. And he says, girl, listen, get it together. Check yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Check your feelings. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with that. You got to, y'all. I don't know whatever I can do to help you guys out. Um, but whatever I can do to help you guys out, I know you guys wanted to start businesses or whatnot. If you did, mm-hmm. I got a business course that I got out right now that I'm actually like, I'm, I pretty much give out a lot of knowledge, y'all, to where you guys can do it yourself. But if you want a, a partner, a mentorship, I'm here to help coach. So if you want to try to start a business, you want to try to, ex, you know, expand the existing business, right? You got mm-hmm. a business. You might not know. All right, well, like I, I might miss this part. You might not start a business. Whatever I can do to help you. I do two things in my business course, right? Two things in my business course. The first thing I do is I help build your profile, right? Right. So it could be credit worthiness, business worthiness. And then the second thing I do is I help get you funded, right? Right. Business funded. One thing people don't understand, y'all, and and I feel like I have to tell people this because people don't talk about this. I'm so good and so knowledgeable in business credit that my personal life, listen, y'all, what I'm trying to tell y'all, I'm free. I'm financial free because I understand the difference between business credit and personal credit. Mm-hmm. Personal credit can cause you like that's a debt you don't want to be in, right? That's a debt you like. It's kind of hard. It's hard to get out. Business debt is totally opposite. They give you whatever you want. There ain't no limitations. It's almost like they miss or they disorganize compared to to personal, right? Mm-hmm. And once I learn how to first build my business properly and go get the right funding so my business can stand up. Without me, because what I was doing is I was always put my personal money, my dope money into the business. I'm running out. I ain't selling no more dope. I ain't doing none of that. My business ain't making what it was making. I, I thought I projected it right. You know, you got your, you know, you got your P&Ls, profits and losses right around this season. You going down in sales. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that because I didn't know that nobody never taught me that. So I'm losing mm-hmm. money. So now guess what? I would have <laughs> went out of business had I not built relationships and understood there's something called business credit. To where I don't even got to take personal loans, personal credit to pay for my business. And I, my business not making money. So guess what? You want to affect my personal credit score. Right. So I'm in personal yeah. debt. So what I did was I started really understanding and breaking down business credit. And mm-hmm. I got so much funding in my business credit that I literally pay for everything and just pay them back. So I get the, I get the whole game. So if I can help you guys start a business establish your business, you know what I'm saying? Continue to establish your business. Find out what the funding at, the grants at. I'm here to help you guys because at the end of the day, you ain't running no business without money. That's what right. we're here for. Knowledge right. and money, right? So you need the both of them to go where you need to go. So I'm here to help you guys out as much as I can. We appreciate Word. that. We'll talk yeah. a little bit more off camera about that too. Yeah, I'm going to check so, you out or not. So guys, um, you heard Mr. Allen. Go ahead and check him out so he can drop this knowledge on you guys and teach yep. you guys how to grow your business and teach you the difference between business credit and personal credit. You guys, this is so important. He is dropping gems. Do not take this for granted. Reach out to him as soon as possible and see how he can help you grow. Um, so we going to go ahead and move along now. Um, thank you for dropping that. It is actually fan mail time. Guys, you guys ready to get messy because you guys know our fans be messy. They be messy. And my goodness, to the people who wrote us, I am so sorry that it took it took us forever to get to these letters. But, you know, we've been busy over here. We've been trying to eat. I've been eating. Okay. So let's get serious. So the letter reads, Dear Laura D, hey, my name is Matt. I am writing from Austin, Texas. I found you guys by accident on Apple Podcasts. 
Thank you, Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. I believe the episode was cancel culture. And it let me, oh, and let me tell you, I've been tuned in ever since. But the reason mm-hmm. behind me writing this is because I have a crush on a co-worker. And I need some help. Because mm-hmm. I am definitely horrible at approaching women. So this woman that I am talking about, she has just started at my job. I've been at the job for about six years now. She's been here for six months. And let me tell you, every day she walks in, my heart just skips a beat. The only problem is I do not know how to really approach her and ask her out. We have conversations every day at lunch. She laughs at all my corny jokes. I listen to her all the time when she's telling me about her schooling and everything that she has been through with her family and um, things of that nature. Normally I am a confident man, but I have been having some issues approaching her because I am a Caucasian man and she is a black woman. I have never dated a black woman before and I don't even know where to begin to approach her. The problem is I always hear her talk about how much she loves black men. She always talks about dark chocolate. And let's be honest, I'm pasty as heck. <laughs> my biggest, <laughs> but my biggest fear is her turning me down because I'm not sure if I'm the right type um, of guy she would be into. And I know that she isn't colorblind because clearly she can see all of this pastiness And I'm definitely no dark chocolate. But let me tell you, she is so amazing. She is so beautiful. And every time she speaks to me, my soul sets on fire. And I know that she's the one. But I can't build up the courage to approach her. What advice would you give me? Because I do not want to come off offensive. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. But I definitely think that she is the one. Please help. It's so cute. Let's give it to our guests and then Dennis and then I'll go. I'm going to let you guys go first. Yeah. Go ahead, Calvin. Let's hear Calvin, what you what guys advice would you give Matt? I, I, I will most definitely, Matt, most definitely keep your head up like a nosebleed king. For one, I salute you because you wrote a letter to somebody else to talk about somebody else. That is courage in itself. So my thing is, bro, is have the courage. Even though I know you hear her talk about what she liked, this, that, and the third. Bro, listen to me. The fear should be that you never told her. Not that she didn't reject you. You don't have a fear of what didn't happen yet. Already, like right now, you you be you. Tell her. Once you tell her, now you give the atmosphere of whatever is going to happen. Now you can allow it to happen. At least you get it off your chest. So that's what I would say, bro. My, my, my thing to you is at least get it off your chest. Let her know. Write her a letter. Whatever you got to do to show her that you are into her. Like how you told us. The world, right? Because this is going to be seen all over the world. Let her know that to the world, you are number one. She is number one. So I think that would be dope, bro. Um, So I, I think me and him are on the same level of simp. Um, So the way I would proceed with it, I think he should is like suddenly go and like fire like some Chipotle, like, you know, order like DoorDash to work and ask her if she wants some. Do that for like a couple weeks. She'll get the picture. Black women are stupid. I mean, if you're buying, you know, buying food, whatever, um, then if she continues taking the food and taking <laughs> compliments, then go for it. Like, ask her if she wants to go and have some dinner. But if she 
refuses the food and she kind of shuts you down, then I wouldn't do it. I mean, because with me too going on right now, I mean, that's a quick way to lose your job. So, I mean, that's just me from a simp to a simp. That's how I would do oh, it. No. Be, oh, no. B, please, B. Let's save this. Um, yes, please. B. One, don't be discouraged of like how you look versus how she looks because like eh, that's secondary it should be about your personality i mean she laughs you know if you can make her laugh if you can get her to um you know talk to you at least you know just have a conversation if you could just ask her how her day is going and like be interested in what she's saying you know just be intently listening you could always start off with something light like a coffee you could say hey can we go and get some coffee have a light conversation make it about you know getting to know her and then like she'll drop like drop some hints on you if you ask the right questions so you ask her like something about what she likes and then do that do something that she likes and then like oh well he's doing that okay it's like she has a restaurant she's never been to ask her like is there some place you want to eat that she never had a chance to go and she'll be like yeah and then you tell like you make the plan so then she goes there and sees that you're hard work and tenacity pays off you know may not be tonight may not be tomorrow may cut, take you some time but just taking that step forward yeah. might be beneficial for you rather than like calvin was saying like the not the you know the, the road not traveled might be the worst decision uh for you rather than actually walking that path mm. I, I i think i can i can i touch on what brandon just said real quick Yes, go ahead. I think what you guys are missing out on, he's been at that job for six years. So he get, he has benefits. He's making good money. She's been there for six months. You guys are, are having this guy jeopardize a career. Oh, boy. For a chick, for, for a woman who just started working there. And if she, if she, you, you forget sexual harassment, if he continues to flirt, try to flirt, try to get her attention, if she goes to that HR, he's screwed but, in 2022 at can't work do you know i didn't say do this at work wait a minute no, <laughs> let that, me that's okay where, all right that, that's, that's where he, that's where he's seeing her at he's let me get at work let me give my points of view really quick because you're crazy okay he doesn't have her number that's why you single that's why you single he doesn't have her he doesn't have her number all right it's my turn <laughs> okay so first of all matt let me say this i agree with calvin and brandon don't not say nothing because guess what? You will regret it. And even if you hear her talk about central sexual chocolate, most women like to talk about chocolate because chocolate is desirable and it tastes good. But that's not the only flavor of chocolate we like. We love white chocolate too. So <laughs> don't just take that as she just likes one shade of chocolate, honey. No, it's like all type of chocolate. Okay? That's good. That's good. So secondly, my friend Dennis <laughs> said if she turns down the food, then she, she's not interested. Now, if she turns down the food, it may be a day she might be on keto. You know, women, we diet often. And sometimes people offer us food and as bad as we want it, we say no. Because we know we need to be losing these pounds. You offer me some food right now, I'm going to look at it. I'm like, should I? I should not. No, mm -mm, no, thank you. You know, I have to go through that struggle in my head. Like, you know, um, secondly, 
don't keep sending her food because in our head we're like, so you think I'm fat? You you want to? <laughs> yep. So 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 women is it's to settle things. You don't have to send food. It's the it's the settle compliments. You know what? I really like what you did with your hair today. I think it's amazing. I really like how that outfit compliments your eyes. Sexual you know, harassment, Chark. That is that is just regular compliments. He did not say it's sexy or anything like that. And and let me tell you, number one, here you go. Here you go. This is gonna fix everything. <clears throat> just ask her out. Uh, for coffee. For coffee. Coffee. Say so start off, get out of the workplace. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One better. Ask her to a barbecue. Now tell her it's not your family's barbecue. It is your brother-in-law's family barbecue. <laughs> to your white sister, and he happens to be black. Ask her to go to that barbecue because you want to make sure you bring in the right food. And you're yeah, no, no, nervous. No, no. And guess and what? She is going to have your back because guess what? Y'all make jokes all the time. She ain't going to let you be. You just show up with some potato salad with raisins. Right, right, right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Some unseasoned fucking... <laughs> no she's gonna make sure you come Damn correct. Salary. She's gonna make sure you come correct. But seriously, but let me let me be really talk. serious. Women were not that hard to please, if you really think about it. If you if she's everything that you say she is, and you said that you truly believe that she is the one, then nine out of ten, you guys so have been connecting, and she probably feels the same way. But she's probably having the same thoughts that you're having. That maybe you're not into black girls because you did clearly say you have never dated a black girl. And I'm pretty sure you might have given those hints off at work. So do not be afraid of the unknown because guess what? Sometimes the unknown can be so enjoyable. Man. Once you get there. Yes. So that has been the information that we can share with you, Matt. I hope that you take that information and you use it. Ignore everything that Dennis said. Don't sexually harass the girl, please. But don't be. Let us, let us, let us know if you got a job in a month. <laughs> <laughs> please write us in. Like, let us know. Yeah. We're, we're curious. Let us know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Definitely she becomes your fiance in the next year or so. Um, <laughs> but anyhow. Anyhow, this has been the Lauren Hour podcast with your girl, Alora Dannon. I would like to take the time and thank our very special guest, Calvin Allen. Um, Calvin, what did you say? What did you like to go by? How do you like to be addressed? Neighborhood. Neighborhood. Oh, neighborhood Calvin. Yeah. All right. I love that. It's we like buying it's all the neighborhoods, all the blocks back, baby. We buying all the blocks. By all the blocks back. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Calvin, I want to thank you for showing up here with us. We so appreciate you. Thank you for dropping those gems on the community and to our YouTube um, fans and all the fans out there in the streamland world. We appreciate you so much. You keep on growing your business, young brother, and you keep on doing what you're doing, being a father, an awesome husband. We respect that so much because guess what? Fathers matter too. We love that over here. We love fathers who participate. But um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Let me see. Let me see what I got for you guys today. You know what? I, I think I'm taking something from Calvin. He said the road, the road not travel. So we're going to go with that. So the road not travel, right? We all know that once we start our journey in life, it can be so scary. And most of the time, we're standing in our own way. So sometimes we have to take our time 
and we have to get stern with ourselves. And sometimes that conversation goes a little bit like this. What if you don't try? There is nothing wrong with failing. Where you fail at is if you do not try to apply yourself. Because guess what? If you fall, you pick yourself back up and you learn a lesson. This journey is what is called a journey. And through any journey, you learn along the way. Life is a big journey. We are taking it together or rather we're taking it individually. You're going to learn something from someone in yourself. You're going to find out things about yourself that you never knew. And guess what? Those things often make us stronger. So do not let, let fear take over your life. Do not let fear prevent you from your greater. Your greater is out there. Go out there and grab it. Bye, guys.